Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show brought to you by FIVO. I am your host, Tracy Sandler. And I really could not be more excited to welcome back the clever, funny, fantastical, and amazing Kyle Madsen, co-host of the Candlestick Chronicles and of 95.7 The Game. Yeah, I I love the intro. It's great for my ego. Um, I think you could have been a little more excited, but that's okay. I don't blame you. No, I couldn't be more excited. Was that not conveyed? Yeah, no, I think I think you could. You think like, I could be more excited? Yeah, I feel like you toned it down a little and that's okay. Well, I, I don't, you know, I don't want the viewers to feel like I'm playing favorites on guests right. and listeners, right. not just viewers, listeners. Probably mm-hmm. most of you are listening and, and not viewing, actually. But okay. I just don't want it to feel like I'm playing favorites. I don't want Chris Biederman to get upset and be like, whoa, that was a he lot gets of excitement. It, he gets it. That's true. I mean, he gets to host a pod with you multiple times a week. So he's right. obviously always very excited. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he's, uh, he, he frequently tells me I'm his favorite podcast partner that he's ever had. Oh, wow. That's so nice. It's really nice. That's really 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 kind. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines, find reviews and news for every league, including major league baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, actually, as long as we're talking about Chris Peterman and the Candlestick Chronicles, why don't you tell our listeners and viewers about your very fun, exciting news coming up in September? Oh, geez. Uh, yeah, we're doing a, another partnership with Cooperage Brewing in Santa Rosa. So we have our Candlestick Chronicles beer. It will be coming out again. It was a hazy IPA last year. I think it's going to be the same again this year. Mm. It's really good. I'm not even a fan of hazies that much, but mm. I really like it. I was afraid I was going to have to try and like talk up a beer I didn't like. That mm. didn't end up happening, which is great. Cooperage does makes good beer. Uh, September 16th, out at Cooperage, we're going to come out and we have a panel of 49ers, uh, writers, bloggers, etc. Uh, out there. And we just do a podcast. We don't record it. So mm-hmm. things are spicier than they might if uh, if we were recording got some fun stories from all the writers we get good takes tracy you were in on the cardinals last year i which, was uh, i don't know what i'm gonna right until the very end i don't know what hot um, take i'm gonna come up with this year but i'll come up with something i can't wait i can't wait to hear it it's the thing i'm looking forward to most oh, couldn't be more sweet. excited good and... <laughs> i think you could be a little more excited <laughs> so yeah so come out september 16th cooperage brewing in santa rosa it's for a good cause we partnered last year with the Redwood Redwood Community Food Bank is not right. Um, it was something in that in that realm. Red, we partnered with the Redwood Empire Food Bank, mm. and they come out and um, take donations. They're out there hanging out, 
and it's uh it's a it's just a really really fun fun night talking football so come on uh i will be there with bells on as you know you guys should come it's super fun uh but that's enough self-promotion for kyle for the moment but we'll let you do more later if you i hope so i hope so too but before well not before we're gonna get into it now no before we're jumping right in we have some 49 (laughs) we have some 49ers stuff to talk about but uh, as you know, they had a preseason game this past weekend. They had joint practices with the Vikings. They're 2-0 in the preseason, which means absolutely nothing at all. But they are 2-0 in the preseason. They have a game coming up on Thursday against the Houston Texans in Houston. And then like over two weeks until the season starts. But before we get there, I want to talk about something very, very important. And that is House of Dragon, the Game of Thrones spinoff. Because yeah. <laughs> it premiered Sunday night. Uh, I wasn't sure what to think. I wasn't sure I was going to like it. So I had this concern and I would love to know your thoughts on this. I was like, am I going to like this? It's none of the characters that we know. I don't want to have to learn new people and new names. But I have to say, I liked it a lot. I thought they did a really nice kind of ode to what we know, but not overdoing it. I don't know anyone's name right now. Not a single soul. But I was super into it. And I thought it'd be fun for us to discuss it. So yeah. So I'm not a Game of Thrones like fanatic. Like I watched the show, I really okay. liked the show. I was a sit down and watch it, stream it at 6 p.m. person. Mm-hmm. But I don't like read the books. Right. I don't. Same here. You know, I, I'm not that far into it. So this is all brand new to me. Yeah. So me too. I I'm with you in that. At first, like, because one of the things that it took me like four tries to start watching Game of Thrones because what they do in the first episode is just shove all these characters at you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, here's every family. Here's every important person in this family. They're going to be traveling. Keep track. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I hated it. But I was more ready for that this time. And there's fewer families going on here. Yes, which, but it is all the families that. we know. Yes, like Targaryen's not like a new, like I get I get where what the Targaryen thing is. Yes. So that's not, that's not like, crazy it's not it's not the way it was the first time i watched thrones so no this it was it was really fun it was just nice to be back in that in that universe again and and hanging out there i had forgotten how <laughs> dark game of thrones gets yeah it's and tough. it just off the bat just just gut punch and some some avert the eyes moments and I, I I really really enjoyed it. I wasn't sure if I would ever go back to Game of Thrones content mm-hmm. after the way the show ended. Mm-hmm. I just was I, I wasn't like super amped to be like yeah I'm in. But then sure enough, 6 p.m. yesterday, me and my wife we were right back in. We're just like all right, we're watching. Both liked it. Can't wait for next week. I'm dialed. And it's 172 years before Daenerys Targaryen, so we yes. got like a lot of ground to cover. Uh, but what I also really like that all the Targaryens have very, like their hair is mm-hmm. all, it's like all Daenerys hair. And it almost is like them, just for those of you watching at home, these are the Targaryens, you can tell by their hair. These are, this is a Dorn, you can right. tell by his hair. <laughs> right. These are the, this is a Baratheon, you can tell by his hair. That was kind right. of a, a thing they did, but I liked it. What is the name of our main character, our heroine, so to speak, our future queen? Uh, Rhaenyra Targaryen. Yes. See, I had the Targaryen part, Rhaenyra. I told you. It takes me with Game of Thrones. In life, I'm really good with names. 
If I meet yes. you in life, I remember your name pretty much immediately. If I'm I meet awful. you in King's Landing, it's going to take me some time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm really bad. I'm really, really bad at names. Um, in fact, I have the IMDB up right here because I knew you were going to ask questions about names <laughs> and I was not going to remember. But I, I saw some people on the internet complaining that like, oh, she's... It's... You can tell it's a lot like, like Daenerys. Well, yeah. And just kind of her... And it's like, right. That's the point. Like, that is the point. I like it more that it's so like, oh my gosh, like just the way the way she carries herself and the way she mm -hmm. has to kind of fight this, you know, system. I I liked it. I liked it a lot. I did too. I really and, and I like that she's like Daenerys because they are related. I mean, that's right. The point. We're seeing <laughs> right. this. The we're point. seeing this bloodline, and we're seeing right. these things pass through. It's like. If I were to go to 172 years ago to my great, 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 whatever, grandma, like I would think it'd be cool if there was stuff. I don't know how many grades it would be, but I feel like it's a lot. Several. Several yeah. grades. I would love to see like, what do we have in common? Yeah, there's there's a quick sidebar. There's a movie called Horse Girl hmm. where the main character is or thinks she is a clone of her grandmother. Oh, interesting. It's a fascinating movie. Don't watch it under the influence. Um, bring it back to Thrones. Uh, Damon Targaryen. Girl. Okay. Yes. Yes. Damon Targaryen. He's a better version of Daenerys's brother. You can tell <laughs> that there is about to be like an all-time TV villain performance put together. Yes. And I can't wait. I'm he, really, yeah. really excited. He is terrifying. Terrifying terrifying and i did i mean like i said i i thought of daenerys's brother who was just like a total nimcompoop which i don't know if they had that word during game of thrones times but i'm gonna throw it out there that guy was just like the worst and kind of an idiot and you could kind of see how generation after generation that guy just got worse and worse and worse but the daemon was like oh he is gonna be i'm really excited to see where this goes and of course he's very close to his niece renera is that her name mm-hmm they're very close. So there's, you know, there's going to be a clash there. Someone's right. going to probably have to kill somebody else. It's going to be like, woo, I'm excited. It's going to be really good. I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to having something to do every Sunday that's not football. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But what's going to happen, Kyle? And now we're talking about something important. This show is going to run into football because football's starting soon. Then what happens? That's fine. It's on streaming. It's Pop it on once once the football day is over. That's true. That'll be how I wind down after working and writing. Yeah, winding down by watching <laughs> watching content. Be like, okay, now I can just chill. Yeah, we'll <laughs> relax and watch people get their heads chopped off. It'll be there great. Were all kinds of kinds of things being chopped off on that oh, show. Oh my lanta! <laughs> it was not. There was. I have to say, this was one where I did have to kind of fast forward a little bit through some of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see, I've been on. I've been on like this. I've been watching a lot of like cooking shows mm. and a lot of like uh, Peaky Blinders. I'm finally catching up on that, a show I loved and then fell off of. So I'm catching up on that. I've almost finished that series. And then I'm doing a New Girl rewatch. Oh, and very so, different vibe. Right. Very, right. Really, really different. So to get thrust back into this Game of Thrones universe where it's blood, it's gore, it's nudity, it was, it was a lot to like recalibrate what I was expecting out of my TV. Mm -hmm. That's totally fair. Yeah. And then I have a question. Are we getting another Game of Thrones spinoff that Jon Snow's on? 
I don't know. Okay. Well, that's it, that's that that's again that's the depths that I'm I don't. Well, for again. for those of you out there that know if <laughs> if it's not in a promotional tweet, I'm not seeing it. If someone could retweet a promotional tweet and tag Kyle and I, Kyle, would you tell everybody your Twitter. Kyle A. Madsen. That's Madsen with an O. At Fort Hatters Fan Girl, if you could just, just tag us in that so yeah. we know what's up. I like Jon Snow. Totally into watching him every week, all the time. Totally down with that. So, Jon Snow or Kit Harrington? I mean, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Right on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Absolutely. Dance he's gonna be in a he's gonna be a Marvel character. He's in uh um, what was he in? He was in Eternals. See, I'm not a Marvel person. Well, you should get there because he's gonna be in it if you're a Jon Snow person. So maybe an answer to your previous question is Jon Snow and not Kit Harrington. But maybe I'll get into Marvel. Maybe Kit All Harrington right. will be the thing that gets me into Marvel. There you go. I love it. Um, well, I guess we should talk some 49ers. Should we call this episode House of Shanahan? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I think we should. House of uh, the House of the Drag Route. The House of the Drag Route. It really just rolls off the tongue-ish. But yeah, I like it. This is all I'm thinking about for the rest of the show. I'll be like talking and listening, but this <laughs> all that's clanging around in my head is 49ers Game of Thrones puns. I well see, I'm, that's part of why I brought up because I know you well. And mm-hmm. I, I know how your brain works. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what? If I bring this up, then we're going to have Fortnite's Game of Thrones puns coming on. And now that we're talking about it, I am thinking that we should try to like do the whole episode around it. Okay. Doing this on the fly. Great. We're doing this. We're totally doing this on the fly. So okay. you guys listening at home, don't judge us. But I kind of, I kind of like it. So is Renera Trey Lance and was her father Jimmy Garoppolo? <laughs> no, her father was Shan- was Shanahan. Trey Nera, yeah. Yeah, Shanahan is the dad. What's her dad's name? The king? Viserys. Yep. So <laughs> Shanahan is Viserys and Renera is Trey Lance, Trenera. And that's what we're going to go with right now. And I'm so into the fact that we're doing this and on the fly and whether or not it makes sense, I can't make any guarantees, but I think you're going to join us for the ride, guys. And Damon is Jimmy G because he was going to be in line and then Shanahan was like, nah, get out of here. You got to go, dog. This is so Get good. on your dragon and go. bounce. By the way, incidentally, if Jimmy G gets on a dragon and bounces his way to like Cleveland or Seattle or LA, I'm all in for that content. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. I I think I would at first be like, wow, they couldn't trade him. And then I would be like, holy smokes, there's a dragon. <laughs> dragon. I think at it would the be SAP performance first. facility. I still can't believe that, like, I mean, I can in the context of the offseason. Mm-hmm. But if you'd told me in like January that Nick Mullins would be traded before Jimmy Garoppolo in this offseason, I would not have believed you. But if you had told me that in March of this offseason, then I would have believed you. I'm going to go with that. Post-surgery? Like, did we know Jimmy was having surgery? Post-surgery, post-Russell Wilson going to the Broncos, post-he who I'm not naming. Yeah, Yeah. then I would say at that point, and then like Baker Mayfield having like a hissy fit on social, like post like all (laughs) of the things that went on and Matt Ryan's moving around, like everybody's everything. Um, I mean, Baker Mayfield 
Obviously, he's not part of the 49ers, but I do feel like he's part of House of Dragon. So I think we should just think, let's put a pin in that and think okay. about where we would drop him. The problem I might need more episodes before we do this. That's fine. The problem, the only issue I have with G- Jimmy G being Damon is that he's a little more Dorn than Targaryen. But for our yeah, purposes, he's yeah, he's a little Dornish looking. But that's cool. For our purposes, I'm all in on it. So we've got Kyle Shanahan as Viserys. Trey Lance is Renera. Renera's and I'm having a lot of no trouble with her name. Just Renera. Renera. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Practice that. I'm going to write it on a, a chalkboard 27 times before next Sunday. And Jimmy G is Damon. Okay. I'm very into this and I love it. Uh, so it that, might be where it stops for now because I think it's going to have to. <laughs> I don't have enough of a grasp on what the rest of the characters mean so far. Nor do I, but I like where we're going. And I think this may be something that we're going to have to revisit throughout the season. Was the baby Mac Jones? Oh, that's sad. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. I mean, but then is was the mom Bill? One hundred and seventy-two years years ago. What? <laughs> I said it was the mom Bill Belichick, but no, that doesn't oh. really work. Mm-mm. No, no. So the baby was. I guess it's I don't know. Ugh. Josh McDaniel. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. <laughs> and oh perhaps. no, it was uh, Rich Gangarello. Yes. There it you is. Guys, we, we should just stop the pot right now because we have nailed this. <laughs> it's, <laughs> we so totally, it's so dark. It's so dark. We've, we've, oh my God. Also said absolutely nothing about this team. Or but we have I hope, a, as you say, I hope nobody's tapping in for 49ers <laughs> content because you <laughs> we've thrown n- names and characters, but I think this is a good time. All right, we're gonna move into 49ers content right. now. Hard transition. Trinera, our good friend Trinera Lance. Trinera. Trinera. <laughs> Area, Trinera, whatever. Targaryen. Trey Lance. Uh, had a rough practice Monday. I was on the Candlestick Chronicles the other day. We talked yeah. a little. Hell yeah. And it was great. It was awesome. We didn't talk about House of Dragons, so it wasn't like mm-hmm. as great, but it was great. We did talk a lot more 49er stuff, but we talked a little bit about, you know, rough practices and all of that. In light of today's practice, I still am not concerned Uh, to me. I think we've talked about this before that to me, this Trey Lance training camp preseason experience is kind of exactly what I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. But where do you fall on this discussion? Cause people have very, I don't want to shock you, but people on Twitter have really strong opinions about it. I know (laughs) I said, I didn't want to shock you. And I think I did, (laughs) but I would love to know where you Kyle a Madsen falls on this tree. It's yeah, I think I'm for the most part with you. It's it's about what I expected. There was part of me that thought there was a chance he was just going to kind of set the world on fire mm-hmm. and just be incredible and it was going to be this like light bulb moment where he came back and his accuracy was was so much improved and he just looked like he was making all these crazy plays. And I know he's making some pretty incredible plays in camp, but there were there were a lot of not so good plays mixed in. Mm-hmm. And the thing that Shanahan said the other day that really stuck out to me was the the steps back are becoming less frequent mm-hmm. and less significant. And that's what I think if you were coming into the offseason, if you were like, what's the goal for Trey Lance and the 49ers? It would be just to get like just get better. Like he's not going to be perfect by week one, but can he be good enough that the offense is competent? And if he continues improving at the rate that he did, I keep going back to week five last year versus week 17 last year and how much Mm -hmm. better he was 
between those two starts. It's like, man, if that's how much better he gets just with practice squad reps, how much better is he going to get with the whole offseason, all of OTAs, all of training camps, some preseason games, and then into the regular season? So by the bye week, he's really got his feet under him. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of the trajectory I've thought he would be on all year. And camp puts him... What we've seen in, in camp in the preseason and and what you guys who are out there reporting on it have have kind of noted is just that's kind of the trajectory he's on. Mm-hmm. Some good, some bad, but like it's trending the right way. And I also think, and I don't want to make too much of this, but I also think he is going against one of the top defenses in the league. And he's mm-hmm. not going to be going against one of the top defenses in the league every week. Uh, he certainly isn't going mm-hmm. to be the first, you know, two weeks of the season. Week three, I'm not sure what to expect there against the Broncos. And you have the Rams. That'll be tough. And then, you know, it's the Panthers, the Falcons. So the point is, he's going to get better because he'll be going against weaker defenses. Confidence will mm-hmm. be built, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, in theory. But I do agree with you when you look at week five versus week 17. I mean, he really was a very different quarterback. But speaking of quarterbacks, and I think this is worth bringing up, and even if it's not worth bringing up, it's my podcast, so I get to bring it up. So it's really exciting. So I have my own show so I can talk about Game of Thrones and things that I just want to talk about. But, you know, when you watch the preseason game the other night, you watch Nate Sudfeld and Brock Purdy. And Mm -hmm. something that I actually think is, is kind of interesting is, probably the biggest reason the 49ers moved on from Jimmy Garoppolo was his health and his inability to stay healthy and how seasons went downstream, et cetera, et cetera. All right. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because they're kind of in the same position all over again. Cause the whole thing last year was like, well, we have Jimmy and if he gets hurt, at least we have Trey. If Trey gets hurt, it's the seasons. I don't know as good as this team is. And this is no disrespect to Nate Sudfeld and Brock Purdy, although it's probably going to sound a little disrespectful to both of them. If Trey Lance gets hurt, they're they're in really deep trouble. I was going to use a swear word, but I didn't. There's there's that's the case with ev- any team that loses their starting quarterback for a significant portion of the year is probably screwed. That's true. Like, it that's is just, true. It's totally that, true. I just think what's interesting to me is, and it's I, I don't even know that I have a point. I think it's just an observation. Was that the whole idea was? I don't know. It's just kind of interesting. Like they're just going to be back in the same position they were in before. But and I guess I bring it also because we saw Trey Lance last year was not exactly the picture of health in the little time that he played. Well, right. And so ideally, he that won't be an issue, right? Like ideally. that's if if they thought that he was going to be if if health was going to be a problem, I'm not sure. I'm not sure they would. I mean, they would obviously continue with this plan moving forward. But if they had. I don't think they're planning on needing Nate Sudfeld or well, needing a, certainly a quality not. backup. Like that's, that's <laughs> I mean, what I hope not. <laughs> yeah, right. And well, so I come at this, I, I come at this from being in sports talk radio where people call into our radio station and text our radio station. And they're like, keep Garoppolo because you need a mm-hmm. good backup in case the starter gets hurt. And it's like, no, you don't No, Jordan yeah. love is the backup in, in green Bay. Mm-hmm. Terod, uh, not Terod Taylor. Who's the backup in? Is it Matt Barkley? Is the backup in Buffalo? I think I think it is with, Matt Barkley. Josh Allen. Like there, the teams don't just have awesome backup quarterback waiting to go win games. Nick no, is an outlier. Don't. And I you think know, the reason this comes up with the 49ers is because of the situation. Is because of what 
they had last year and moving yeah. into this year. And that's what comes up with it. Like I said, I didn't really even know that at a point. I just kind of, <laughs> I just was watching and I was mm-hmm. like, man, they. I hope that for the 49ers sake, Trey Lance stays healthy or it is going to be a long season Santa Clara. Again, no disrespect. Yeah, no, and it just, you can tell, like, Nate Sudfeld and Brock Purdy looked fine in backup action in the second preseason game. Mm -hmm. But they didn't look good. Like, it's not like, oh, man, like, they're lighting this second and third and fourth string defense up. Right. I mean, but who is? So, (laughs) so it's like, yeah, they looked fine for that situation, but they're not, it's not like, like, there's this, are they going to keep Brock Purdy over Nate Sudfeld? Like, probably not. No, I don't think so. Like, are they going to keep three quarterbacks because they really like Brock Purdy? Like, maybe, but it's not like they think one of those guys is better equipped to go to go nine and one if they have to start ten games without Lance. You know, <laughs> no offense to either just, of those guys. No, those no, guys they're just they're just one. not starting NFL quarterbacks, and that's fine. Like, they will both. I think Nate Sudfeld's going to be in the league a long time as a backup quarterback. Brock Purdy may be the same thing. And that is a valuable, valuable thing. They're going to make millions of dollars doing that. Shout out to Chase Daniel. But they're and not starting Sage Rosenfeld, who was on this podcast. Sage Rosenfeld is another Sage guy. Like Nick as well, Mullins yeah. is going to be that guy. He is. He's he is very much like Nick Mullins is that guy. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. just going to stick around. Mm-hmm. Because if you have to start him for a game or two, like, okay, yeah, you might be able to figure it out. But you start getting beyond that, you're hosed. So... I just, I don't think they're going to keep three quarterbacks. I don't think they my, can. I don't think they can. They, first of all, ask. they need to, you're going to ask my thought. I'm sorry. Yeah. Please go ahead and no, ask. I okay. didn't interrupt you. Hey, Tracy, do you think they'll keep three quarterbacks? I don't. And I'll tell you why. Because they're going to need to keep 27 running backs. Because they need their yeah. running back. Every, you know, remember in um, It's a Wonderful Life, every te- time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Well, mm-hmm. in the 49ers world, every time a game starts, a running back gets injured. So they need to, they just need to, I know it's a horrible thing to say, Jeez. but they they do go through running. I mean, you have to admit, they go through they running do. backs at a, no, they do. at a, I'm not going to say an alarming rate, but at any given time on this team, a running back is hurt. And this so, is a, you know, that's a thing. Ahead. Like, that's a it's thing. a thing. I listen to fantasy football podcasts and they're like, don't touch Niner running backs because who the hell knows? <laughs> and that's it's not just, and that's a national angle on that. So yeah, no, it's, it's a thing. So I don't think they can because they're, pro- they're not going to keep 27 running backs. Obviously I was using hyperbole. I don't want anybody tweeting at me and being like, Oh, four hours fan roll. They're not, 27 running backs. I don't have 27 running backs. <laughs> running backs. Do they sign more guys? <laughs> I just, this was like converting uh, all the receivers to running backs. Everyone, everyone's a wide back now. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, it's that's using hyperbole, but they have too many other places where they need to keep some depth. And the same is true for the cornerback room. And then the secondary is a whole, that's another place where they tend to have injuries befall them throughout the season and they've already had injuries befall them in the last month of training camp. So they're going to need to keep a lot of depth there. They just don't have room for three quarterbacks. So I do not think they're going to keep three quarterbacks. It was a very long and a little bit dark way to answer your question. I agree. But they can't. They can't. There's just, there's only so many people you can keep at so many positions. And Shanahan talks about this every year when, you know, when mm-hmm. they cut down to 53, like, they're just, there's so many things that you have to keep in mind. And, that's the really hard part of the business. And I will say from the perspective of someone who is there every day and at practice every day, it's it's weird and a little bit 
sad and that first practice after they've cut down the roster because you've spent like a month or so with almost a hundred guys on the field yeah. and then it's like half as many. And there is kind of like a little, that's just kind of, that's sad. And I, you know, I think we not to get like on a soapbox and be like, really like, you know, savvy here. There. Um, and be savvy here. But I think we also forget like when people get waived and people get released and people get caught, like that's, that's like the rest of us getting fired. And yeah, it's 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 hard and it's sad. It's so it's kind of the tough part. But I always find that time that first practice like a little bit like oh that's kind of just sad. Um, well, but and especially for the Niners this year because like <laughs> I joked about this on the internet, but you 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 follow you know Niners fans and stuff on Twitter, and the way people are talking about some players on this roster, it's like people are trying to build a seventy eight man roster, right? <laughs> and I think that's a testament to the front office and what they've built with with their 90 and now 85 and then and then as of Tuesday 80 man roster it's like they just have a lot of NFL like caliber players like mm-hmm. quality NFL depth players some of those guys are going to have to get cut i think and they have go more elsewhere, than, but yeah right yeah they're going to i they'll they'll find work or they'll come back on the practice squad or whatever it is but i just i i i think when it comes to it's the classic preseason thing this happens every year mm-hmm. it's it's usually like one guy and the Niners have four or five guys this year where it's like, man, that guy's kicking a, but probably not a roster spot for him. Like there's just, there's not. And when I was in the candlestick Chronicles after the draft, thanks for having me on so much, by the way, I really want to say thank you so much. But when you and I Ron, and we talked about after the draft and we talked about how this roster also was pretty much set going to the season. It's not like mm-hmm. there were so many holes and so many places left on this roster. So, you know, I think for a lot of guys, they probably looked at the opportunity as an opportunity to showcase their skills to someone else, the league, knowing that they're not going to be on this one. So we've taken a lot of tangents on this podcast, but you know what? I like it. I love a lot of of ground. And I appreciate that. Let me ask you this, Kyle Madsen, of these four guys or five guys that people are building up on Twitter for their 78 man roster. Is there anybody that you actually think makes this team and has an impact? The one oh, there's there's a couple that that jump out and yeah. okay so so Jason Poe mm-hmm. offensive lineman undrafted from Mercer. The Niners don't have a lot of depth at guard. Correct. And he's been he's been okay mm-hmm. when he's been in in these preseason games, but he's one that like. Is their depth at guard great? No. Could you conceivably see him making it? Yeah. But at the same time, he's playing like at the end of preseason games. Right. So he should be at least holding his own. And I think that's what he's done for, for the most part. Is mm-hmm. that a player that it's like, oh man, put him, make him a starter? No, at least not right now. So he's one, but Jordan Mason is the other one, the undrafted running back mm-hmm. from Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. But he looked, he had that one really nice thing. It's 17 yard run against the Vikings where he broke a couple tackles. He looks decisive and explosive, but like Corey sheets comes to mind. This guy that just dominated for the Niners in the preseason as a running back. And then just never really did anything in the league. We see this time and time again. Mm-hmm. And so I could conceivably see Jordan Mason and the Niners looking at that and going, well, he ran better than Trey Sermon. And we're going to keep an extra running back and he's the extra running back that we're keeping. I could, I could see that 
being the case, but I could also see them going, well, we're in kind of a roster crunch, so he's going to have to go. And he winds up on the practice squad because that's what happens in situations like this. So if I had to pick one, I think I would probably pick Mason just because that's one where I could really see them expanding their roster a little bit and maybe keeping an extra guy. 27 running backs. 27. 27. Yeah, <laughs> they keep 27 instead of 26. I think he's the guy <laughs> that that gets on. So if I had to pick one of them, uh, it would be it would be Jordan Mason. Malik Turner's another one. I didn't yeah. think they'd keep six receivers, but I'm starting to think they will, especially after he's if he's creating turnovers on on special teams. Mm-hmm. I think he sticks around. Well, you brought up another thing that I want to put a pin in, actually. Um, but you brought up a name that I do want to bring up. Well, you brought it up, so I want to discuss it further, and that is Trey Sermon. And as you tweeted when Kyle Shanahan was asked about Trey Sermon's Five carries for eight-yard performance on Saturday. Was that correct? Do I have that number right in my head? He said it was about what he thought. So Trey Sermon becomes an interesting one. And I'm going to ask what might be considered a controversial question. Does Trey Sermon make this team? So I'm putting out, spoiler alert, I'm putting out a 53-man projection after cuts come out. Okay. To 85. Mm -hmm. Or to to 80. 80. Mm -hmm. And right now, I don't have Sermon on it. Mm-hmm. I agree because he's just not like he just doesn't look like an NFL running back. He looks mm-hmm. like he put somebody put it to me once that he looks like he plays football on Tim's. And I agree. Like he just kind of looks plotting and slow and indecisive. And like this offense is built on being decisive, finding the hole and getting North to South and going mm-hmm. and breaking some tackles. He doesn't break tackles. He's not super fast. He's not, he's not like great vision and balance. Like you see with Frank Gore, like Frank Gore wasn't very fast, but he had great vision, great balance mm-hmm. and, and could break some tackles. Tra- tra- like what is Trey Sermon good at? Like what's he like, like that's why he's on this team. I can't think of anything. Mm-hmm. I agree so, I mean, 11 carries for 19 yards. I know stats in the preseason aren't everything, but like that's a little bit, that means a little something. Well, it means a little something when you were a high draft pick the year before. Your right. rookie season was a complete disappointment and dare I say kind of a disaster. Mm-hmm. And this was your opportunity Training camp in the preseason was your opportunity to to show them why they should keep you on this team after they did draft Ty Davis Price. After you do have, I mean, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying Jordan Mason's going to make it or not. I'm just saying there are options at running back, sure. and I just don't think he's shown anything. And you're not in an Aaron Bank situation where they need to keep you and they need to really hope you do well, mm-hmm. or at least are serviceable. They need yeah. to hope you do fine. Let's go with mm-hmm. that. They need to hope you do fine. And because they have other options. So I actually don't think that Trey Sermon makes this team. as well. And well one of the things that makes, and just to kind of piggyback off that point you made, one of the things that makes a team like the Rams successful mm-hmm. is they were willing to pull the plug on Todd Gurley. Mm-hmm. They were willing to pull the plug on Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. and say, you know what? These were bad investments, so we're going to cut our losses and move on. It, if the 49ers don't think that Trey Sermon is an 
NFL caliber running back, mm-hmm. then they they have to just move on. Like the fact he was a third round pick shouldn't matter. You can't just hold on to him and go, oh well, fingers crossed, and just eat a roster spot because you took him in the third round by mistake. Right. Like, or not by mistake, but you made a mistake in, in taking him in the third round. Like that, like draft misses happen. And maybe this just isn't the offense for him, or maybe the it, there's, I don't know, a coaching point that they're not getting. I don't know what it is. Maybe he goes on and has a successful career, but I, I don't, I don't think that the Niners benefit from keeping him around just could just because he was a third round pick. Like if he was a seventh round pick, there would be no question that he's just not going to make it. I would say, in my opinion, either way, there's no question he's not going to make it. So that's my, yeah. on this, on, that's, that's my feeling. Uh, unless something Same. changes dramatically in the next week, like they, like God forbid, there's some terrible injury, but one and, uh, and Shanahan saying it's about what Sunday, I thought. <laughs> yeah. He, they, uh, someone asked if there was, if there was more that he saw in rewatching the game he said, no, it's about what I thought. And then he's like, it was great. The trade could help us out by starting. It's like help us like that's that's his role is to be like hey eat some preseason snaps. Well, that's I think tough. that is his role right now. That's, I think tough. that's it. Yeah. yeah. So I I don't think I don't think he starts. Uh, I mean starts. <laughs> I don't think he gets yeah. on the team. <laughs> he definitely not starting. No, I, don't I, also so don't, I don't think he's gonna make the team. So I'm sorry for him, but I hopefully he'll go on to do something else or go somewhere else. Yeah. Wish him would wish him the best for sure. But I just don't think it's in, in a 49ers uniform. No, I don't think that, I don't think it is either. You brought up something um, that we don't have to, you know, really delve into, but when you brought up Malik Turner and special teams, that was something else when looking at a 53 man roster that becomes important because there are certain positions. It's like, okay, well, you know, like an Ambry Thomas, for instance, who played in when he played the first preseason game, played a lot of special teams. And so you look mm-hmm. at him maybe next to someone else in that cornerback room that maybe is a better cornerback, but isn't so good on special teams. And then Ambry makes, mm-hmm. I mean, not that I'm saying Ambry's not going to make the team, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just saying that's another thing that, that goes into it that I think sometimes um, fans and Twitter forget. That was Yeah, it's super. Emmanuel Mosley made the team as an undrafted rookie in 2018 or was on the team. Very short. He got hurt. I think like three plays in, but he was on the team because he could play special teams like that. That kind of stuff very much matters. And look at him today. Look at him go. Look at him joint getting back to practice. DB2 just, yeah. So uh, speaking of CBs, Kyle Shanahan said Sunday, they expect to have Charvarius Ward back after the Houston game. So that's going to be very important for this team. Any, here's my last thing that I'm going to, have you talk about for our house of Shanahan podcast or <laughs> dragon dragon route. Is that what we called it? Dragon route for this house podcast. Of Shanahan works. I like house of Shanahan for our house of Shanahan podcast. Who is your hot take to make the team? Huh? Do I have one? I don't know. I don't if know. I have one. You, you may not have one and that's okay. I don't know if I let me, let me consult here. Because I think I was I was comparing notes with some with some friends, and I don't think I had anything um, anything crazy. I have I don't think I have anything on here that's really 
I considered keeping a fourth tight end with Tyler Croft instead okay. of a sixth instead of a sixth receiver, but that that's a perfect example actually of a Tyler Croft might just not be very good, which is a thing, but that's an example of where I wound up with Malik Turner as the sixth receiver instead of Croft because of special teams mm-hmm. that he can contribute on game days, even if he's not playing on offense. So I, that's, that's where that came from. I have a, I don't think this is much of a hot take, but this is just, a, I do not think Ross Dwelly makes his team. You brought up tight ends and that's what I thought of it. Oh, wow. Who do you think makes it over him? Tanner Hudson? I think Tanner Hudson. Wow. There, I'm I like just, that take. It's a, it's a take. I'm not, I don't think it's hot. It might be warm. Might be lukewarm. It's a good take. It's a good take. It's strong. Yeah, I that is a take that I have. I do not think that Ross Dwelly makes the team. I just personally uh, haven't seen enough in training camp or the preseason that would make me think like, oh yeah, they're going to keep him on this team. And he's been on the team long enough that I feel like he should be playing better. And I feel bad saying it because I'm a nice person, but it's not show friends. It's show business. I don't think Ross Dwelly makes the team. (laughs) The I'm only, the only, charged, but you're, you, you watch a lot more than I do. So, uh, I, I won't argue necessarily, but I will say you can argue the fact that he can play fullback, basically operate as their backup fullback and as their tight end three, mm-hmm. I think helps his case because they don't have, they cut Josh Hokett and yeah. he signed with the Cardinals. He'd been their practice squad second fullback if they need him. But Dwelly is, has played that spot. He played there in 2019. He played there last night. So if if he does make it, I think that will play a role in the fact that he can kind of play multiple spots. I agree with that. And I think it helps his case. Still don't think he makes a team. Okay. Standing by my take. But I love listen, that. And if uh, I'm no, wrong, that's good. You had at least a strong I stood take by ready. It. I did not. Yeah. That was a that was a strong take. And listen. You are talking to someone who early on thought Sam Womack was going to be the starting nickel. So I'm not saying yeah, I know you, everything. I'm just saying like, I know. You and Beads hanging out on that island. You guys were both on on Sammy Womack Island early. Very good. We were. We were having like a martini or I guess a Mai Tai if you're on an island. Mm-hmm. Hanging out, pina colada and being like, cheers to Samuel Womack. Yeah. That was and, now, and now other people are hanging out on that island as well. Well, but I I haven't let them on. Sorry, guys, this is our island, so maybe maybe down the road you can join. You can stay on Darkez Denard Island. <laughs> yeah, or maybe maybe you can take a fifth-round draft pick and make him a starter, and then you could get your own island, and I don't huh. have to go to that one, but this is our island. But you're welcome to visit anytime. Okay, perfect. Um, You guys, and by you guys, I mean Kyle, this is a lot of fun. I've enjoyed having you on. Yeah. I was right. I couldn't Always have been more excited. Time. And it was, and it was a great time. It we got, started to show as the pod has gone on. Yeah. How much, how excited I was. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Again, I was happy it came through. I didn't, I didn't want to overdo it <laughs> to be too much. Sure. Uh, Kyle, sure. please tell everybody where they can find you. I write at NinersWire.com. You can find me at Twitter at Kyle A. Madsen. That's M-A-D-S-O-N. Uh, Candlestick Chronicles podcast. Subscribe, rate, review. And I'm on 95.7 The Game after 49ers games. 95.7 FM on your radio dial or 95.7thegame.com. The point is that there's pretty much nowhere you can't find Kyle. Yeah, it's it's honestly like, if you don't like me, I'm sorry. But how could anyone not like you? How's that? Oof. Spend more time with me. <laughs>
with that. We are brought to you by FIVO. We are brought to you by Bet Online. Make sure to leave us a five star review. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network and check out our new Fangirl Sports Network Believe merchandise. And with that, talk to everybody next time. Bye, all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.